0: It's 9.30 um, straight down if you have hands on your clock, (laughs) and that means it's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins
1: I got my apron on you
0: do you <laughs> dress for this show I you know, know
1: but it's mostly to cover up a spot on the front of
0: my shirt <laughs> <laughs> well whatever so few people dress to do radio yeah we could come yeah. in our jam oh so if one more know.
1: person tells me I have a face for radio I swear <laughs> to
0: god <laughs> we, we can't be responsible for what might happen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well uh what's cooking with you
1: Um, let's see. Well, I had a great adventure. I, Saturday, I went up to, um, no, yeah, Saturday to Portland. And I went to the Beaverton Farmer's Market.
0: Oh, I've heard wonderful things.
1: It's a great farmer's market. You know, I remember, boy, and it was sometime in the last decade, but I don't remember when, but it was a few years ago. Uh, Sunset Magazine voted it the best farmer's market in the five-state area. Really? Yeah, which is really something. Yeah. And it's good. And I think it's good because it's just you know, food and produce, things that are uh-huh. are made in Oregon. It's not, you know, the candles and the, you know, yeah, it's not marshmallow guns fair. and yeah, yeah. earrings. yeah. And so um, I don't think I've been there for eight years. And so there was a little bit of that. There was some soap. There was some lotion. There was some healing tonics. And then <laughs> those <laughs> um, are
0: all made with uh, the locally grown, yeah. grown products. I, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so they've just extended it a bit. But there was a really interesting place. And I didn't buy any because there was a huge line in it. But it was plant-based milks. Oh,
0: and so right. it was
1: somebody who was making like artisan soy milk and, uh-huh. you know, and I thought that was interesting and they were pretty. They were in um, milk bottles and then they were different colors. They were really, really pretty. That was, that was a cool thing that I'd never seen before, somebody making, you know, their own plant-based milks. But, but it was great. I got um, my favorite mustard. Mustard. Because, you know, <laughs> for summer all I eat are brats and b l t is so um that was good, and um just um just seeing all the produce
0: and it was, and um i you know, I bought a cooler and I filled it up it was great, it was great, that's so cool, yeah, and you know in the valley, um things tend to come to fruition earlier than yeah. they do out here on the coast, yeah. so that they're probably fully laden with... Yeah,
1: and uh, there's a lot more farmers, and they do very specific things. You know, I think, well, we have um, a microgreens guy, but just, you know, mushrooms and microgreens and garlic, people who just s- specialize in those things, and so there's 20 kinds of garlic, which isn't something you normally see, you know, yeah. here.
0: Yeah, fun. Yeah, and it was al- really fun. Also, a celebration of spring and summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind. I mean, it's I I guess this is true of any change of season any transition between one season to the other that there that it's uh inspirational to have something brand new to cook with mm-hmm. that you haven't had for some yeah. months. I love that yeah. so much. I mean strawberries that's what yeah. I I'm thinking about right this We minute. could just do a show on strawberries. I mean like like not not
1: one episode of this but I mean we could have a separate show and call it Strawberries. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Coast Community Radio is going to give us another show. I, know, I, know. I think it's I think it's on the board meeting agenda for next month. We know for sure it's not going to be house cleaning. <laughs> oh, my spiders. I love them.
1: I've learned to. Have you? No. Do you do you name them?
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, they're everywhere.
1: Oh yeah. They yeah. are. It's just it's just part of living here.
0: Yeah. I don't mind them.
1: Well, Copper River salmon's out. Yeah. And um it's looking pretty nice. Is it? I haven't yeah. had any.
0: I'm going I think I'm going to cook some tomorrow. Just had some uh Chinook on um Saturday. Night fabulous, Ooh. fabulous, fabulous. Lucky. Yeah, with um snap peas and a local uh fava beans and I've got a friend, Kate, who makes the best fava beans. Really? What's the secret, do you think?
1: I, I, I think it's having the time to get them out of their pod and out yeah. of their little shells. I just don't have the patience. It's a lot. Yeah. You,
0: I mean, they're, they're, they are the, uh, the food that has to be shelled twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yay. <laughs> but they are so delicious. So for the uninitiated, it's like if you took peas out of their shell and then you had to shell each individual pea. No. <laughs> no, I have spiders to chase. <laughs> I don't have
0: time for that. <laughs> they oh. are really good, though. You yeah, know? they really are. Especially the first early ones. They're yeah. just so... Uh, yeah,
1: it's, it's true, because they do get giant and gnarly later. Yeah. And um, chewy. And, the, mm. and they're
0: perfectly fine. You know, I mean, you can buy uh, dried ones. and Yeah. Uh, but just the fresh green ones, I kind of uh, oddly like shelling fava. Oh, I could probably get a job doing that. I don't guess no, too many people like it. <laughs> no, <but yeah. laughs> I kind of do like it. <laughs> the Shell Station. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Well, and then you said that thing about having new things to cook, You know, which yes. is true of any season that starts. But um, just the past few months I've been trying really hard to learn how to cook seafood. You know that just because I'm allergic to it. So it's it's hard to cook something if you can't taste it. I mean, if you're going to... You know, cook it okay. And and seafood's so hard because it turns to, you know, rubber. Yes. And so how do you know if it's rubbery if you're not going to, if you can't taste it, you know? Right. So um, my latest adventure is I'm going to try to cook mussels. And so right now I'm trying to keep them alive in my refrigerator, which I've never tried to do before. So um, the lady at the seafood place gave me some brine ice. Oh. And um, it's ice they have made out of salt water. Yeah. And so she yeah. said you have to, you know, sprinkle some on that some of that on them every few hours and not drown them and so just trying to wow. do it I think I'm going to cook that tomorrow they
0: need a lot of attention
1: yeah yeah but
0: I don't know anything
1: about them you know and yeah. so I'm just trying to learn and, and that's fun it's 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 not exciting
0: <laughs> well in a way it's exciting to learn how to. yeah cook but something. but yeah in a very small way and you have somebody at your house who would totally appreciate being uh the taster I guess yeah
1: Otis the dog no just kidding no Dale and that's it that's why I want to learn how to to cook it because we live here where everything is so plentiful, yeah. and how many hamburgers can I make the poor man, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you can eat some fish. Yeah, yeah all fish. Yeah, yeah, and I, the I love fish. Yeah. And the bivalves and that kind of thing yeah. that you can't
1: Here's the thing I hate, and boy, all those letters are capitalized. Hate how fish smells in the house oh. when you cook it. I mean, I hate it. And so I cook it less than I should. And so it's another thing that I'm trying to 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 learn how to cook, and then uh, that's one reason I was so excited about that splatter shield last last oh, time. Oh right, right. Were, just because it just really, really cuts down on the smell. And then I've got a good burner, like like stove burner, out on my propane grill, and I cooked it out there once, and that worked really good. And I'm going to do that a lot more often when it's not pouring down rain or hailing yeah. or tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> that has not stopped you in the past. <laughs> I know, but for but because I can cover the grill, <laughs> but this isn't covered, and so yeah,
0: yeah. And also, um, uh, seafood um, and—fish and seafood uh, cooks pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like uh, you can put it on and leave it for a little while and go back and check on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pot roast, if you miss by an hour,
1: oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Even better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not so with all these things I'm trying to learn how to cook.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm trying to—I have uh, told you and maybe um, our listening audience um, all— 11 of you, uh, (laughs) that um, I'm trying to do more plant-based cooking. Okay. um, uh, Because you know what? I love my husband, and I I want him to last. So I'm trying to uh, make sure that we eat more veg and less... Red meat and okay. all of that stuff. I'm buying into that whole. I don't even know if it's a theory or a fact. I I don't know, but anyway, I've been doing that more. And this is the perfect season to try to transition mm-hmm. into that because the yeah. veg are so. Yeah. I mean, we're going into the months of uh, the salad years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's or at least the salad months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So Caesar salads and braised greens and spinach and omelets and just so easy to find something completely lovely that has nothing to do with meat.
1: Yeah. Baby spinach is really a luxury not to have to rip those stems off,
0: you know. I really like it. It is. It is the veal of spinach. Oh, no, I'm not going to (laughs) be able to eat it. Oh, that's so mean.
1: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Do you remember um, that I found... Um, some buns, some brioche buns that I love. Yes. Okay, at the store. And um, always, you know, because I eat a lot of bratwurst in the summer, I don't know why they just... That's what I do. And and if you buy buns, they're, if they're good, they're just so big and yeah. gnarly. Well, anyway, I found these buns and I loved them. Well, then they weren't at the store, so I asked the bakery lady. And it turned out they were just a thing. Like the the rep for the brioche company brought a case in oh. and they sold them. But they can't reorder them because they, they aren't even skewed for them. It was just something oh. that happened. And so it's like love lost. Oh. I found the perfect bun and then they oh. were snatched away from me. I know. I'm inconsolable. <laughs>
0: Oh, you know, I uh, I don't know if we talked about this before, uh, but uh, with Kaiser rolls and hoagie rolls and that kind of thing, which I love for certain kinds of sandwiches, mm-hmm. but they're too much bread. I agree, Way too much. Yeah, and I end end up usually slicing an entire slice off. You know, cut them in half and or or cut the bottom third off and then cut a big wedge off of the top. That's smart and take the middle out. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah and I don't normally take the middle out, but yeah, but I take the No, a no, whole, but I mean like yeah, that whole strip. Yeah, slice.
1: Yeah, because I think that's way better than that thing where you dig the bread out because yeah. it always looks like, I think I've said this before, you're a serial murderer. <laughs> you know, it
0: just, <laughs> it isn't
1: appealing looking. Yeah. It looks chewed on by toddlers. <laughs>
0: it does. It really does. No, it does. And the other thing is it requires a lot more filling of whatever if you've uh, excavated the bread. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. The
1: edges are touching, and you've got a pound and a quarter of tuna fish in there. Yeah, Yeah. I see see what you mean. And if you
0: cut a big slice out, you can make uh, croutons with it. Oh. and Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, anyway... Um that's what I've been doing for um sandwich rolls but I am so sorry to hear of your loss. <laughs> <laughs> you can send your cards and letters here to the station <laughs> or you know, or even better your brioche sandwich rolls cuz apparently <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh.
1: <laughs> The produce lady told me that um Brussels this is so weird. I don't you know how that things are just weird Brussels sprouts and celery are super expensive right now. She says she's got them out on the shelf at below cost because for some reason, wholesale, they're just stupid expensive. I don't even know why I brought that up, but I thought that was funny because well, yeah, they're not things that you're like, but I must have my Brussels sprouts <laughs> like I am with vanilla, you know. Yeah. I'm just like not going to buy them this week. <laughs>
0: That's really interesting. There must be a um there's probably a reason of a yeah. blight or, a, or a climate thing or a... She
1: said a case of celery is five times what it normally is right wow. now. That's a big number. It's not like it's 20 wow. cents more a pound, you know. Yeah. Wholesale five times more.
0: That's really something. There's at least one local farm that uh Maybe two that I can think of that are growing celery. So maybe we need to be looking for local. I think celery is underrated.
1: I really like it.
0: I love it. Uh, One of my best friends can't stand celery, and so uh, if I we all know who that is. Starts with N, ends in A. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it makes it tough Bloody Mary wise because you know you got to have celery salt in there, and and it seems like such an innocuous thing to not like. I mean, yeah, it's all water.
1: Yeah. But I mean I'll make a stir fry just with chicken or beef and celery. I just I really like celery. I think it's delicious. Yeah I do too.
0: I like it in pretty much everything. Oh. So, um that's okay. I'll I'll eat hers. <laughs> I, I I will be your designated celery well, now, consumer. Now
1: that celery is fancy, you can be like Neener Neener, you can't eat it.
0: <laughs> Apparently it's rare. Who knew? Oh my uh-huh. gosh. Well that's crazy.
1: Huh. Well, you know that you can cook for your husband, but you can and you can cook for your dogs. We had that lady on isn't her name A- Aza? Uh-huh. Yeah, and she's really good at cooking for dogs. But did you know you can cook for birds? No. (laughs) Yes. I just wanted to mention just because if you feel like putting a hummingbird feeder out this year, man, there's so many hummingbirds. There's so many. And don't buy the red liquid. It's not good for them. Just in, in a pot, the ratio is four parts water to one part sugar. So just choose a size of cup. If it's a cup, put a cup of sugar in there and four cups of water and bring it to a boil because you want to sterilize it and you also want the sugar to completely dissolve. Let it cool and put it in your feeder. But if you have a little feeder, you can just take another size cup. You can take a half a cup and put one of those of sugar in there and four of those of water and um, that's what you do and it's important to have the right ratio because if people always think "Ooh, sugar's cheap i'll give them a treat i'll do three to one but the thing is they're used to that four to one ratio in the nectar of flowers and so there's not enough water in the three to one and they get dehydrated and that can that they can even die from that and so just four to one do that
0: cook for your birds and white sugar yeah. No yeah. brown sugar, no, no honey, no agave, no No nothing. raw sugar, white
1: sugar. Yeah. Thanks just for white saying sugar. that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes, and uh they are voracious little beasts. There's so many this year. Oh my gosh. So if you put a feeder out, they will come. Yes. Or several feeders. I yeah. mean, and no matter how many you put out, you will have birds at all yep. of them. Yeah, yeah. It's so fabulous, though. Yeah. They, uh, they have such nasty little attitudes, you know? Yeah. And I have a lot of feeders. I have 22.
1: And so um, I know, I know it's like a sickness, but um, it's because they they guard them. You know, one yes. will pick one and that's mine. And, and if you want a lot of birds, you gotta. Ooh, sorry. I just. Clubbed my <laughs> Your microphone. microphone. Take it easy. I in. was gesturing in case you're
0: wondering <laughs> <laughs> what they uh, gratefully don't see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to take a sec to remind everybody that they're listening to Food Talk on Coast Community Radio. And that Food Talk is a co production of Coast Community Radio and North Coast Food Web. I'm Marianne Myers. I'm here with Linda Perkins. We're talking about uh, theoretically home cooking. I think we've talked about everything, but uh, as is our want, (laughs) once in a while we hit on the old cooking thing. Are you cooking anything lately? Well, let's see. Um,
1: It's an embarrassment that I am on a cooking show, but I made some, you know, maybe once every nine months I'll make chicken and dumplings it's not something I make a lot but um usually because I don't make it very well I'm kind of disappointed in what I make so how I make it is just the way it was made in my family you make you know a white sauce and you put some chicken and some vegetables in there and then you just drop some essentially biscuits in there and they're always just kind of uh I don't know they're just not great. So um, I made it different this time where you take just like a regular biscuit sized Gobba dough, but you divide it into like, you know, eight, nine, ten parts. And so you have those little things that are almost like gobs of noodle. Yeah, <laughs> And I thought that was really good. That's dumplings. Yeah. But but it's not how my family did it and I didn't realize. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And right. so I think it's way better that way.
0: Have you ever had the ricotta dumplings?
1: Yeah. Only in a restaurant. I've never made them. But oh, those are good, huh? Oh,
0: they're really good. And Those I, are
1: almost like gnocchi.
0: Yeah. But they're not... Um, I yeah I like gnocchi better than dumplings, but dumplings yeah. to me are always just like eating little tiny baby cinder blocks. I mean they're yeah. just so, <laughs> they're just so heavy duty, and the ricotta uh. dumplings are so light and okay. Um, I don't end up feeling and like
1: same it. thing with gnocchi when it's made with ricotta. I think yes. it's lighter and more delicious. Yes. Definitely, okay. maybe I'll do that because um, the first few in the first few I put in the the stewy stuff uh, definitely cinder blocked up, and so then what I did, and that that's what always seems to happen the the big biscuits are cinder blocks on the outside. Yeah. So what I did was um, I had a second pot and I put some chicken stock in it, so it was not thickened, and then um, um, I just boiled a few at a time in there, and that worked really good. I think because they had the room to puff up, and then also.
0: Yes. water boiling
1: around it rather than you know the snot doesn't it sound delicious of the <laughs> chicken and dumplings boiling around it so yeah that that went way better than it has before in the past
0: well that's one of those things you're not going to want to make for a few months now because no, I'm it's going to get too hot yeah done for nine months
1: yeah and that's <laughs> it I'm so but I've been making a lot of salads and um just simple salads just simple salads with simple dressings nothing fancy but um um I think it's Good to have a few salad dressings that you really like under your belt, and they don't have to be like genius or, or, um, you know, super composed, just some oil and some vinegar, some tarragon, some shallots, and some Dijon mustard really does it for me. Yeah, yep. I love that.
0: Yeah. I think if you could have uh, just a, a really tiny arsenal of like a couple of vinaigrettes, a, Caesar, a really good Caesar dressing, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe a really good creamy dressing. It could be Thousand Island. It could be it, it, buttermilk. It mm-hmm. could be anything. But those just f- those four things would get you through huge, uh, your A, life, <laughs> and B, uh, the creation of, of really fabulous salads. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a lot of fabulous just a, salads.
1: Just a good thing to have
0: this time of year hey, because... oh. <laughs> uh, spinach, uh, steamed spinach, and also right now steamed asparagus with vinaigrette mm-hmm. and maybe some chopped boiled egg on it. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. It's spring. Yeah. And then do you do crab louis at your house? Yeah,
1: sometimes. Okay, because uh, that's something my family just really, really loves. When, when there's a bunch of us pretty much in the summer if we're not having pizza that's what we'll have.
0: I and that's a really great meal and that's a thank you for reminding me about those. I I tend to make more shrimp louis than crab louis because if crab comes into our house we just eat it.
1: Okay, well, Dale's son is a crabber, so Oh, so you have yeah. more access. <laughs> yeah, you will. I have yeah. a lot of celery too. <laughs> <laughs> and some Brussels sprouts. <laughs> No, those were too fancy. You are so braggy, I (laughs) swear. (laughs) Yeah. um, Maybe it's why we just have seven listeners. I can't believe you said 11. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know.
0: I was, yeah, I was dreaming. (laughs) I was just like uh, craving that double digit number. Um, (laughs) uh, Also, that whole um, idea of a Louis like salad with uh, tuna. Uh, mm-hmm. Either either really good canned tuna, which mm-hmm. we have access to here in Spades, it's fabulous, and or or grilled uh, fish of any kind, mm-hmm. smoked. And salmon. that's funny you
1: said that because I'm allergic to crab. So when we have a a crab louis, I'll have tuna on it. Oh yeah. And so at our house, um, it is lettuce and hard boiled eggs. When you said hard boiled eggs, it made me think of it. Hard boiled eggs, black olives, scallions, tomatoes. Uh, croutons are a big part, you know, I make bread and I'll cut it up. And then I, I put um, equal parts of butter and oil in uh, uh, a big um, saute pan. And then um, I uh, toss them around in there, I let them sit on one side till they get brown on one side. And I, I flip them around. And I do that, you know, as you go on in the cooking process you have to flip them much more you know they they get brown slowly and then quickly and then um i put them in a bowl and i hit them with garlic salt and that's what i do and the reason i do that instead of doing them in the oven which is the the real way to do it (laughs) is because i like them chewy in the middle i don't like to bite into them and be like you know like hey that's halfway between styrofoam and pumice you know <laughs> i don't like that texture i just don't i like them chewy in the middle and i think that that's delicious when you make them with good bread even it's pretty good when you make it with crappy bread yeah. so um, cuz it's soaked in butter so yeah. <laughs> so but that's that's what they are at our house and then i just make a real simple Thousand Island dressing, which is mayonnaise and ketchup, lemon juice, capers, um, scallions, and then sometimes some dill pickles.
0: So you okay? So you, sometimes you put put pickles. Yeah, and that, sometimes I even those put sweet pickles. Are the islands. You know what I? Oh mean? no, I didn't know. That's why they're Thousand Island. So usually, I mean, traditionally, in um, the old days, the thing that made Thousand Island was relish, either okay, dill yeah. relish or. Or sweet pickle yeah. relish, but that was the islands in. Okay, I didn't um, know. And and when I was a kid, I was always like. There are not a thousand in <laughs> here.
1: What the? And then sometimes I'll just cut the hard-boiled eggs up in the dressing rather than having them at the table. Oh, that's a great. That's what my dad used to do, and it was good.
0: Yeah, that sounds really good. You can do that with your croutons, too, although your croutons are No, I don't like subtle. them. I don't like them I like goopinated. really, really hard croutons. Oh, do you? But I like them soaked in the dressing before mm. I toss the salad. Oh, well, okay. Well, then so, that, you're kind of making them soft that way. You're kind of doing the yeah. same thing.
1: We're arriving at the same place from different directions. Yeah. What do you put in your louis?
0: Um, I don't often put the um, olives, although that sounds really, really good. Uh, I think it
1: was a, just a tradition in Dale's family that they always have that and they love them. So. Yeah,
0: and I like Louis with exclusively romaine lettuce. Do we? Uh, That's you know what we what? do too. I I think maybe we're not the only two people in the world that have specific kinds of lettuce for certain kinds of things just that they traditionally like. And I love mixed green salads. I love them, Mm -hmm. but not for Louis. Sorry.
1: Not for Caesar salads. No,
0: Mm -mm. gotta be,
1: um, get out of here. You're (laughs) lettuce wrong.
0: (laughs) Allow me to correct the way you're eating your salad. (laughs) Anyway, I like, uh, for Louis. I like romaine and, um, and celery and scallions and all, pretty much all the same things that you have. No, in I, didn't, I didn't
1: use celery. It's far too expensive. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. No, but celery would be good. I love yeah. celery. That's a and good idea. really good tomatoes. Yeah.
0: I, I will uh, default to like gra- grape tomatoes are pretty much the most, I think, the most reliable thing if it's not tomato yeah. season. Because mm-hmm. um, I think you kind of have to have them. Mm-hmm. And also I like uh, leftover cold asparagus. I like uh, leftover um, cold Green beans. Okay. Any of that stuff. As it approaches a nisswa. It very much yeah. approaches yeah. a nisswa. Yeah. Which is another really great yeah. entree salad. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, okay,
1: the seven of you, listen up. <laughs> a Niswa is a great summer salad, it is. it is. And you can make it pretty where you've kind of put it on a platter and you put a line of green beans and a line of, of um boiled and then chilled and then um, quartered little potatoes and then the the lettuce and then tuna. onions. Yep, red onions.
0: What else? Um, uh, Nissoise olives, but we have trouble finding them here, so Kalamata olives are great, or the olive of your choice. uh, Really traditional. It turns out that uh, Nissoise salads, even in Nissoise, France, are a matter of opinion about what really goes in them, and there are people, I have read Cookbooks where they swear you should never have tuna in a nisswaas. Oh, to really? Me, I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. That's tuna. pretty much what defines yeah. it. Yeah, and and that is usually with a vinaigrette.
1: Yes, um, and that's so. I, I love that one I talked about before with tarragon and dijon. I just think that's delicious, and it it um, feels French to me. And the salad is French. And then I usually put asparagus in the salad too. Yeah,
0: it's very hearty.
1: Yeah, you it's know, delicious. You, you just
0: need that and some uh, baguette or something, and yeah. you're done. Yeah. Um, or a good bottle of red, and a good bottle of red. So, um, yeah, that that makes me, uh, that makes dinner really easy tonight. Oh, yay! Now I'm thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is that we have access to all of those things here. We have great uh, mm-hmm. uh, salad veg. We have fabulous tuna, or whatever fish you want. We have it here. Mm-hmm. Um, so... There's just you know no reason to not only have something delicious but have it right, right now, right out mm-hmm. of the ground, right out of the water. I, I was talking to uh, Joanne Wright, out our fabulous uh, news person here, and um, before the sh- the show, and I was saying that uh, I am uh, always trying to convince people to shop local. From, from an economic driver point of view, because uh-huh. even if even if really you don't care where your lettuce comes from, and we could talk about that personally later, but um, we should probably all care about supporting local business, yeah. um, because we all benefit from the money
1: uh-huh. that we
0: can keep in our community that we all pay taxes with and support our schools with. And yeah, Theoretically, the, fix our roads yeah, with at
1: the very minimum, just to keep our county yeah, it's economically a, healthy, that's and then right. so that stuff is available here.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, so, um, so I think about uh, things like we're t- we're talking about accidentally uh, fixing for dinner. Things that are all local food. Every mm-hmm. single thing on that platter is local food, and and it's so easy to get it fresh and have it be more delicious than ever. And keep the money right here at home, and support a young family that are yeah. farming and trying to uh, make food for all of us. It ain't easy. Now they're little
1: lumpy goats.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh. I don't know why, but so many Jeez. goats are in here. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, I had a couple people over to the house last night for dinner because of, of wonderful out-of-town guests. And uh, one of our uh, yours and my mutual friends brought her famous tuna spread. Oh, yeah? And it is really simple and really delicious. You just need a can of v- very excellent albacore tuna. And it's mixed with a soft softened cream cheese and okay. then herbs really and it is really delicious
1: oh see that's so funny because you know how tuna salad is always made with mayonnaise and lately I've been going the other way where I make it with a vinaigrette oh yeah I like that. but then the cream cheese takes it the other way yeah and it I'm, makes it into a spread kind of. I never thought of that. Of course you do that with salmon and you do it with sturgeon, yeah. but I never thought of doing that with tuna.
0: Well, it's completely lovely on an hors d'oeuvre table or okay. you you could actually if you can uh, scrape together the money to buy celery. You, <laughs> you, you could fill, it could be crunchy. <laughs> you could fill a little Give celery. Get my checkbook. Call yeah. the
1: financing guy. <laughs>
0: I would I would fill celery ribs and put them on an hors d'oeuvre plate. I mean, it would be gr- uh, fabulous.
1: I should make like a ring and put a hunk of celery on it. I... <laughs> 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 uh, well, I don't think we've really seen the price range or the price raise as consumers, but just I think it's just a temporary thing. And she was just, you know, bemoaning
0: it. The the retailers, you think, are just taking the hit? Yeah, I, I do think uh-huh. so. Because they know we're not going to. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna... I could buy cigarettes <laughs> instead of that celery. <laughs> <laughs> if only I smoked. I know.
1: Well, <laughs> we're not, and in case you don't know, we're not allowed to say prices here on public radio. So that's why I'm always saying something is a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> (laughs)
0: point of reference yes which what is now 10 bucks or something i don't even know (laughs) anyway (laughs) a a lot of money um it is seconds before 10 o'clock we have got to shut up and make room for an npr news headline but it's so hard for me i know you know john stevenson is in the house and theoretically he comes on right after headline news and provides a couple of hours of Excellent uh, musical uh, entertainment for us. I love his show. I do too, but I think we should probably try to... You know, if you brought him one of your almond cakes, we could probably have some of his time. And then we could go way over. I I think we'll discuss that with him during the news. In the meantime, stay tuned for uh, NPR news headlines and Lost Highways. You will be so happy you did. And Linda Perkins, thank you so much. Thank you, Marianne. So nice to see you. Yes, always nice to see you. Stay tuned.